0: So, here's what's going to happen. Um, I'm going to ask you a question.
1: Yes.
0: The answer is yes? Yes. Okay. Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> so, um, would you come to church if you didn't have, and then you can fill in the rest of this, if we didn't have chairs? Okay. Yeah. If you want to answer this out loud, great. If not, whatever. Uh, we won't judge you much. Um, uh, would you come to church if we didn't have Music. Okay, would you come to church if we didn't have lights? What about the big one? Would you come to church if we didn't have air conditioning? Yeah. No. But, but think about this. I, I think, I, I think it's, it's interesting to look at everything that we have and, and forget about what we have. Um, There are, you guys saw a little video um, from uh, Open Door USA and about the the, the Christians that are throughout the world that are being persecuted. So what what I don't want is I I don't want this uh, uh, all all of a sudden, like we got to get rid of everything because of, um, you know, there are brothers and sisters are being uh, murdered and and martyred uh, for their faith and we shouldn't, we shouldn't keep, and we shouldn't have the stuff that we have. No, I don't want that mentality. What I want is us to be grateful for what God has given us. Um, God has given us a lot of stuff. I mean, we live in America. We live in a country that we can um, express our our, our religious freedoms as we wish. Uh, We don't have to worry about someone, you know, breaking down the door, coming in, and, uh, um, you know, putting a gun to our head and hauling us off to to jail. So um, we need to make sure we, you know, keep that in mind. What I want to do is uh, something that I've been wanting to do for years now, and we just haven't, you know, had the opportunity or the the timing or whatever, um, is uh, this year we're going to celebrate. And when I say celebrate, we're going to remember, we're going to participate. How about that? We're going to participate in the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. So I know it's a long title, International Day of Prayer. So most of you guys have heard that, but the International Day of Prayer... And this is for, this is specifically for um, the persecuted church. There are brothers and sisters in Christ throughout the world that are being persecuted. This is going to take place on November 6th. So we've got a few weeks uh, to ramp up for this. The, the service on November 6th is going to be focused um, on and around uh, the, the persecuted church and, and identifying that and how we can be involved in that. And, and I'm, uh, I think the, 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 the involvement we're going to focus on, obviously, this year is just the prayerful involvement that we can have um, and, and just making aware of what's going on uh, throughout the world. Uh, so over the next few weeks, we're going to see some videos um, talking about uh, just some persecution, persecution. If I can say it better, we're gonna watch some videos and we're gonna see what really is going on because I, I think it's kind of um, it, it's always revealing to me uh, w- w- when I when I see you know clip it, or snippets here and clips here on uh, whatever Facebook um, or whatever it may be on the, the MSNBC or any of the news stuff that pops up on your phone where there are um, Christians throughout the world that are being, uh, being persecuted, it, for us as Americans to kind of grasp that. Uh, we, we think of persecution uh, in, in our country as maybe somebody at work's not going to save you a seat at the, you know, the lunch table, or uh, somebody may poke fun at you, or you might not get this job or that job, it, it, which is all real persecution. And I don't want to minimize anybody's situation, but I think that we need to put in perspective that we really do have it good. I know that God has blessed us, and the reason he's blessed us is so we can be a blessing. So I wanted just to take a minute. We're going to start today with just this one video. It's like two and a half minutes long or so, and then kind of... Let's start to develop a a mindset for what this means uh, to pray for the, the persecuted church. And I will end up saying it right. Go ahead.
1: faced with the challenge of who are we believing in if we don't see the results sometimes. And it's kind of difficult because many of us have been believers since 20, 30 years, and still we see very little profit because of the closed hearts of many Muslim people here. I'm asking you to pray that they will be saved uh, and accepted Jesus as, as their own savior. Because of the support coming from the western parts of the world, our government feels free to ask us for bribes just because they know that we would always get support. Pray for our perseverance to be able to withstand them and to continue being polite but at the same time demanding our rights.
0: We welcome suffering. We're not looking for them, but we understand that suffering is a norm of Christian life. It's something that the Lord called us to. Paul writes to Timothy, "Do not be ashamed of the gospel, but suffer with the gospel uh, by the power of God." So pray that our our believers in Central Asia would uh, look at suffering in the biblical way. Uh, that uh, this is something that the, the Lord ordained, uh, so that through that suffering we can somehow identify with Christ and become a more purified testimony.
1: Please pray for our perseverance to keep. Steadfast in our faith and to continue looking at Jesus as our author and finisher of our faith
0: Cool um... One thing that has that uh, been popped out or, you know, is standing out to me as I watch um, a lot of these videos is that, uh, and there's actually <clears throat> a video that's going to see, that we're going to see this in a few weeks, uh, a, a video that, that, that um, says, don't pray for them, they're, they're asking not for us to pray for the, those who are persecuted, but to pray with them. Uh, <clears throat> the mentality that I think that we have a lot of times when we're talking about um, the, the persecuted church, we, we have a tendency to, to pray for safety. Uh, you know, God keep them safe and keep them uh, out of harm's way and stuff. And, and that's a, that's a, a, a prayer that I think a lot of us pray, even for our own families. And I think I mean I even prayed it for the the ladies to that the, are you know going to be returning to us today, the safe travels and everything. Do we want that? Yeah. But what we need to understand is through persecution, the the, the church being persecuted um, throughout the world that the church grows. Um, I, I think that uh, we have a tendency to pray our will to be done versus praying God's will to be done. And I'm not saying we should pray for bad things to happen so that you know that, that they can in, um, in, that they can face persecution. What we should do is we should pray that they can endure the persecution. Um, so. And with that, <clears throat> excuse me. What I want to do is, um, I just want to take a couple minutes, and I'm going to give. I, I know we don't have any uh, any music today uh, because we do have uh, people traveling. Um, and uh, but what I want to do is, I want to take a, I want to take a break, give everybody a, a break to uh, go. Um, what do you call it? Powder your nose, if you got it. <laughs> Go pee, whatever, um, because. Uh, what I uh, what we're going to be talking about in Luke chapter seven, uh, verses eleven through seventeen. I don't want anybody to to be distracted uh, through that. So we're going to take like another three minute, You can call it a meet and greet. You can call it whatever you want. You can call it a potty break, whatever. So meet and greet part two. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> Sometimes All right, everybody back, we ready? These are Sundays, we were going to uh, turn the chairs all around like we do, uh, synagogue style, but uh, then uh, we figured we had to put them back after we were done, so it (laughs) was... It was just easier to do it this way, but um, I, I think that these are times I like to be able to, to kind of unplug from everything um, that uh, we, we think church is supposed to be, um, and it's not just because the, the band wasn't here. I think it's just, it, it's one reason, I guess, but I, I think it's, it's important for us to understand why, why it is that we do come to church. Uh, we, we come to, to hear from, from uh, God and, and to see uh, what it is that we need to, to do, when, what it is we need to change in our life, uh, how he uh, speaks into our life, um, and then, uh, you know, kind of uh, take it from there. So uh, what we're going to do is we're going to continue on in Luke chapter 7. Luke chapter 7. Um, we're going to be in verse 11 through 17. And, and I only really have one thing. This may be, some of you may be like, oh, this is going to be awesome because this is going to be like the shortest Sunday ever. Well, it, it may be. I mean, we didn't, I didn't get much sleep last night because my daughter was out late. Um, I'm not, I know I'm not the only one, but uh, I, I, yeah. But here, here's the deal. Can, can I like confess something? Because I was talking to my wife about this. Um, and I know they're on the, the the women's retreat, and we're supposed to leave them alone, but Bobby's not the only big baby in here, I guess. Um, no, I mean, because I, I took, so I took my wife, and I don't know what, this, I, may, I may be able to tie this into uh, the, the sermon today, we'll see. Um, so I, I took my, but I, I love that I can have free counseling. Uh, so I, I took uh, Haley, yesterday she was, um, I brought her to get her, you know, hair done, I didn't have to do it, you know. Thank you, Jesus. Didn't have to do hair. Didn't have to do makeup. Um, She's all prettied up and everything. And and I go and I uh, drop her off at uh, where all of her friends were were meeting. And there's all these other uh, young ladies and young men. They're all gussied up and everything. And um, I I take her there. And, you know, she says, okay, Dad, I'm good. (sighs) You sure you don't want me to, like, wait around or anything? Or... (laughs) So, anywho, um, I, I took her, and, I, and I, I dropped her off, and then, I, then on my way home, I, uh, well, I got home, and the other, the, my kids, the other kids were at home, uh, and uh, I'm like, man, I'm just, I don't know if I'm ready for this, and, and so I've been, and I was talking to the, the, the council this week, like, I've been like Fighting some type of—I don't want to say I'm fighting a demon or whatever like that. No, I'm just like I've been struggling like this this past week, week and a half, maybe even two weeks of just stuff, you know, with with, with you know things going on, and I sitting there on, on the couch last night, and I, it kind of hit me. I'm like, I, I think that a lot of what is going on in my personal struggle is I'm not dealing with my my little baby girl growing up uh, to become, a, you know, a beautiful young woman. So I text Shannon, and, she, and I told her, I said, I ain't ready for this. Um, but, uh, you know, God in his, his mercy and his providence, um, you know, it, it, it's, 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 his plan and his will that we need to continue to focus on. Uh, and I say that because while I was sitting there um, stewing on this and watching Alabama beat up on Arkansas, uh, which wasn't even a game, and then there was a disappointing game after that that Florida State beat Miami. Oh, my goodness. Um, how many Florida State fans are there? No? Good. Because... <laughs> You know the devil went down to Georgia, and then he went right to florida state so uh <laughs> but yeah, it was a terrible terrible ending, but anywho, as i 'm sitting there watching, God just kind of um, made it clear to me that his, and, and told me he 's like, "You know I love her more than you do and'm like uh, i don't know but no it, it, it was- God made it clear that you know what you have to do is you you have to trust me now." i i I've given you the, the tools over the the past fourteen and a half almost fifteen years to uh raise up your your, your daughter um you've got to trust what you, what what i've done through you and what you've done through her um is going to uh just come forth so so uh quit being a control freak uh <laughs> it is what it is right quit quit thinking that you're in control and, and it, it's it, it, it was moments like that, and it was. It was really a freeing moment when it's like, yeah, you're right. Um, at the end of the day, I'm not in control. I don't, I don't hold uh, the, the, the world in the palm of my hand um, and have uh, sovereign control over everything, um, but, but you do. So that was something that I had to, you know, release to, to, to him. Um, and, and I say that now as I'm going, I can tie this into what we're going to talk about today. Um, I didn't want to hear that, though. I, I, I tell you 100%, I didn't want to hear. What I wanted to hear was my, my phone to ring and, and, and my, my little girl on the other side side of the phone saying, you know what, Dad, because she calls me Dad now because it's not Daddy anymore. She's too cool for that. Um, every once in a while, she slips up. Uh, but uh, you know what, Dad, you know, I, I, I really just want to come home. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right there. That's what I wanted, but it's not what, uh, what happened. So. Um, it only gets worse, thanks. <laughs> I, I'm sure because I've got you know my next daughter in line is 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 right there, um, but she did say an awesome thing yesterday. She said, you know, Dad, I don't. And she calls me Dad now too because she's too cool for school. You know, Dad, I don't know if I want to go to the the, the Halloween dance. And so I'm like, you know, it's it's your decision. Yes. <laughs> because Haley doesn't know it. I. Haley doesn't know it, but somebody uh, got a picture of her dancing with a boy last night and uh, sent it to me. So, whatever. It is what it is. Man, it is what it is. I, I but So, it, when when Moose said that she didn't want to go to the dance, I'm cool with that. But at the end of the day, it'll be what it'll be. So, thank you for just that, that moment of, of letting me get that off my chest. I feel somewhat better, um, but uh, I'll tell you this. I'm ready for my wife to come home. So... Yeah, we're big softies, right? You know what? I'll tell you, Bobby might be the the, the, the biggest uh, grizzlyest man you know, but he's probably got the biggest heart. I'm, him and him and Jake both cry a lot. And, and I don't know if it's I don't know if it's because it's the common de, you know the common denominator that I'm their friend or, or what it is, but uh, we'll, we'll we'll make it through it. I promise. I promise I'll do better. So uh, if you don't already, open your Bible, um, or it'll come up on the screen, to Luke chapter 7. Um, in Luke chapter 7, we're going to look at, like I said, 11 through 17, and I've only got one thing. I've got one point to make today, one point to make today, and um, then we'll, we'll see what, what, what uh, goes on from there. But what what I want us to do is kind of get back into where, where we're at, what we're doing here, where Jesus, um, what he's he's uh, already accomplished, um, and look at uh, you know what, what's what's going forward here. So we know that a couple weeks ago we talked about how. Um, What you do matters, right? Well, what you do, no matter where it is or when it is or how it is or who it's with or whatever, whatever you do matters. And we talked about the faith of the the centurion's servant and how when it was because of the faith of the centurion's servant that he was faithful to the centurion and the centurion um, loved uh, his servant so much that he was willing to step out on a limb when his servant was sick to go after Jesus. Jesus to get Jesus to heal his servant. Uh, so we talked that, and we understood, and I hope that we, understood, we understand that even when people aren't looking at us, people are looking at us. You, you know what I'm saying? It, it, it's not only when, uh, when you're in this spotlight, or you're in this environment, or you're in this situation, uh, 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 is it not only then when people are seeing you, but it's all of the time. All of the time people are watching you, and it matters what you do. It matters what you do. And we understand and we need to understand that your faith influences other people's faith. Because w- with that, we, when we see that, that the faith of one influences the faith of others, we, we see here um, that uh, in, in verse 11, uh, Luke goes on to say, Soon afterward, and he's talking about after the, the, the healing of the centurion's servant. He says, Soon afterward, he, he being who? Who? Jesus, there you go. Uh, soon afterward, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a great crowd went with him. So I, I, I say that that the the, the previous um, statement of it matters what you do, your faith influences other people's faith. It was because of the faith of the centurion and the servant that produced this huge crowd, because Jesus was able to um, uh, to, to pre- perform a miracle to serve or to uh, heal the servant, that this crowd is like, okay, this is, this, this is something that is important. This is someone who is important. So it says here that this crowd followed him. Verse 12, as he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. Okay, so kind of let, let, let's let's paint this picture here. So Jesus is coming in to this um, th- th- this town called Nain, uh, which I- if you if you kind of do a little word study, the word Nain actually means pleasant. So they, they, Jesus was coming into this town that was named for its, its pleasantry. It was in the Valley of Jezreel. So uh, if you're not uh, familiar geographically with what, um, you know, Palestine and where the Valley of Jezreel is, last week we talked about Mount Carmel and how Mount Carmel, it sits on the edge of the Valley of Jezreel and it overlooks the Mediterranean Sea, but this Valley of Jezreel was a very um, lush uh, a, a place it, it's a very important place so w- when we see this town called Nain, they, they, they named this town because it was a pleasant place to live good climate good fertile land everything about it was good but notice when jesus comes into this pleasant place something unpleasant faces him. right well, why do I say that? I, I think that, that, that it's important to understand, just because we're in a quote unquote "pleasant place in our life, maybe we, get, we have the job that we want, or we have the family that we want, or we have the car or the truck or uh, whatever the the tree stand or the the crossbow, and I got hunting on my mind. I'm hoping gal' hunting later. But that's why I'm, I'm praying for the the women's quick return. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just but you know when, we, when we're in this pleasant place. Uh, sometimes we, we have a tendency to think that everything should just be going as planned. But I, I think that, that this is a picture that, that, that uh, Luke is showing us here that even when you're in the pleasant place, unpleasant things can happen sometimes. So it says here, you know, as he drew near to the, the, the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother the, the, who was a widow. Well, why is that important? Well, they didn't have Medicare, Medicaid and Social Security and all, this other, all these other things where uh, the government would take care of the, the widowed lady. That, that, that lady's livelihood depended upon her son. So, like, not only did, this, did her son die, her, her life was pretty much coming to an end because she, did, it was, it was, she didn't have anybody to fend for, for her, to, to step up and, and take care of her. We don't know her age. Maybe she was, you know, aged. We, we, we don't know. But this is important because, again, she's, she lives in a pleasant place, but things aren't going very pleasant. Verse 13 and when the Lord saw her, I, I love those words. When the when the Lord saw her, when He His eyes gazed upon her. Just just think about that for just this, this. This probably has nothing to do with, with the, the focus of the message, but just think about that. When the Lord saw her, when when, when the the eyes of the Lord gazed upon this lady in her situation, and, and put yourself in that situation. How many times do, do things, or are things kind of going crazy in your life and you forget that the eyes of the, of the Lord are upon you? Because some, sometimes people say, well, I'm all alone in this. No, 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 no. You're not all alone because the eyes of the Lord are upon you. It says here that when, when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. So not only did he see her, there was something that took place with inside of Jesus that said, I have compassion on her. What does that mean to have compassion on someone? Some people think that it's, you know, it's going up and wrapping your arms around someone and, and loving on them. And it, it is. It, it is. It, it, it's, it's seeing the situation that someone is in and feeling that, Man, I'm, I'm sorry that you're in that situation. But I love how what Jesus says here. Because this is the focus of everything right here. Because he had compassion on her, but he said something that he, here today in 21st century America, we would say, that doesn't sound very compassionate. Look at that. So he had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. <laughs> Okay, some of you are like, well, you're pulling, you're, you're kind of stretching and so say, like, "Well, fine, hear this out. Jesus looks at her, has compassion on her, and doesn't say, "Oh, it'll be okay. Oh, don't worry, don't worry. I'll make things all better." No, He, he looks at her because says he, he saw her, he, he looks at her and says, "Don't weep." In other words, quit crying. Now, we would think that and we would see that and initially we would think, well, that kind of sounds a little harsh, right? Or am I the only one that sees that? It sounds a little harsh. Jesus, do you understand what's taking place here? Like this whole this lady, she lives in this pleasant land and in this pleasant place. Her life is now coming to an end here because her son who was taking care of her has died. And you're telling her to quit, you know, quit quit crying? Doesn't sound very very compassionate in our standards. If you're taking notes, write this down. The Lord's words are not always what you want to hear. The Lord's words are not always what you want to hear. but they are what is needed. Just think about that for a second. It's not always what you want to hear. When you read the Bible, and we've talked about this before, if you have read the Bible and you have said, you know, I've never really encountered anywhere in the Bible that I don't like or that makes me uncomfortable, if, you, if, you, if that's true of you, I'll tell you, you haven't read the Bible because you should, I should, we should encounter things in Scripture that are like, man, I don't like that because that's revealing something about me that I know that that is not right or I need to change or I could do better or, you know, go on and on and on about that. But it's not that the Bible or or God's words, the words of Jesus need to change. What we need to understand is the Lord doesn't always say what we want to hear but he says what we need to hear let, let let that sink into any situation that's going on. I don't know what everybody's going through. I know that there's things that, 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 that how God speaks to me that I'm like, man, I I want to fight you, but I'm scared of the lightning bolt and stuff like that. But and I it's I see these things in, in scripture like I, I know that I'm not doing this and I need to do better. I don't like this because you know how to how am I supposed to do A or B or C when you know I'm comfortable here. I don't want to hear this, but this is what really needs to happen. This is what I, I look at this and I see Jesus saying, okay, I have compassion, stop crying. Just stop. Now, I don't think it's like I would look at, at Gabe and, will you shut up? Don't make me embarrass you in front of everybody in this room, which is funny, as in Walmart. <laughs> Walmart, you gotta, I mean, Walmart's, or that's the best place for sermon illustrations, so <laughs> I'm in Walmart looking at hunting stuff, because I got the itch, I already said that, so looking at hunting stuff, not, I'm not buying anything, I, I'm just sitting there looking, and I'm like kind of drooling, I'm like, I need that, and I need that, and I need that, and I hear the aisle over, this little boy is just going, ah, you can hear him running, and then you can hear his grandma, uh, going after him and his mom is like on the other end of the aisle saying, come back here. And his grandma is yelling at him, will you get back here? You better stop right now. You don't want to make me embarrass you in front of everybody in this place. <laughs> That's exactly what I said. I'm like, him, you embarrass him? What do you think you're doing, lady? <laughs> you're embarrassing yourself. You're, you're running around after a two-year-old trying to, to, to get him like announcing to the world. Anywho. Where was I going with that? <laughs> do not weep, right? Okay, let's do not weep about it. No, but sometimes, sometimes what, what we really need is a good just shot in, in, the, in the mouth, you know, a good little left hook saying, okay, here's what you need to hear. You might not want to hear this, but this is what you need to hear. And that's why I think Jesus, um, what he displays here, what, what compassion is. It's not always hearing what we want. It's hearing what we need. He says, do not weep. And then 14, and then he came up and touched the buyer, and the bearers stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. Now, this is where I want us to, to, to focus in on even, even more. It's, Jesus just didn't say to the, the lady, don't weep. He did say that. He didn't just say that. He said that, and then he took action. Understand this. When when Jesus tells us something, when he says for us to do something or not to do something, it's because action has or will take place. The, The main action that we need to focus on is the action which has already taken place on the cross, Jesus has overcome Satan's sin and death. So when he tells us, hey, don't do this, and, or to do this, it's because he has all authority, right? It's not because he just wants you to be uncomfortable and miserable in, in your, your daily life or whatever. No, he wants what's best for you. Sometimes I, 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 can, I, I can think that, you know, you know, God, do you really want what's best for me? It's kind of like looking at Gabe and telling him, um, here, here's the deal, buddy. Uh, I know you want to go outside and um, the, the, you want to play with matches. Probably not a good idea. I don't want you to do that. Well, he could think, well, Dad just wants to keep me from having fun. No, I know you. You're my DNA. If, if, if you play with matches, things are gonna burn down. <laughs> my dad's chuckling because he can remember uh, I, I caught a, a 10-acre field on fire one day. Um, But, to to my defense, I had a good story, though. Some guy ran out of the the woods, and then the ground combusted. It was an alien or something. Anywho, but I know, like, I could tell Gabe that that you you don't need to do this because I know what's going to happen. In the same sense, when when God tells us, here's what you need to do and here's what you don't need to do, it's not because he wants to hold you back. It's because he wants you to have a full life. That's what what John 10.10 says. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So the devil wants to to destroy your life, to kill your life, to steal it away. But Jesus said, I have come to give you life and life abundantly. The the truths in which he talks and he speaks into our lives, the words in which he tells us is not so that, that we can be held back. It's so we can be freed into abundant life. I'm sure that that lady initially didn't think that. But then he didn't stop with just saying, hey, don't, don't, don't cry. He, he moved on, and it says that he said to the young man, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized them all. <laughs> Duh. Right? And they glorified God, saying, a great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. Let me say a, 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 a side note about this. The situation in which you're in, yes, it's a bad situation. The situation this lady was in, yes, it was a terrible situation. Her life was, for all intensive purposes, her life was coming to an end herself because of her, her, the death of her son. But look what happens when Jesus steps in into a bad situation. That was terrible during, while it was going on. It says that fear seized them all and they did what? They glorified God. Now, I'm not going to be the one to say that we should go out there and look for bad things to happen to us. So we can, you know, give God the opportunity to to, uh, step in. But what I will say is, when we are in a bad situation in our life, not if, but when we are in a bad situation in our life, let's look to see how God is going to take this and turn it for his glory. Because he can. That's the hope in which we have. That's a beautiful part about the, the, the plan of God. God's plan is going to happen. Sometimes we try to force our plan into God or onto God, but what we need to understand is God's in control. God was in control when this dude died. And God was in control when he raised him from the dead. God is the one that got the glory through this all. Don't, don't, let, that, don't, don't let that be something that like, ah, oh, yeah, but that's just a story in the Bible. No, this is a reality. This is an event in which happened. Whatever situation that you're in, big or small or whatever, God can do the same thing. We're we're, we're never in, what do people say? Well, I'm in too deep. I'm past uh, past the point of no return. No, Jesus raised a dead man. Could this dead man do anything for himself? Anybody? No? Couldn't couldn't do anything, right? This dead man couldn't uh, uh, have sat there and said, you know what, I want to be alive again. Could not do it. What had to happen? Exactly. God had to step in. And when God stepped in, he said, okay, arise. I love this imagery. I love this, 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 this picture here because this is what God has done to us. As believers in Jesus Christ, we were, the Bible tells us um, before we were believers that we were dead in our trespasses and sins. We were being carted out spiritually to be buried for a life that was separated a life that is separated from god so we're carted out to be spiritually dead but what happens god steps in and he says okay you were once dead in your trespasses and sins but not anymore by faith in me by 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 trusting me by what i have done on the cross you've been made alive so what does that tell us well, that doesn't mean that we need to continue laying on, on, on uh, the, 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 uh, uh, the, the buyer as it's being taken out to the, uh, the, the grave site. What we need to do is arise. We need to get up. We need to do something about it. God didn't call us to do nothing. God called us to do great things. What are those great things? I don't know. Maybe it's as simple as, being a witness to a crowd just because of the circumstances in your life. Maybe it's leading a Bible study or maybe it's praying with somebody at work or how about this, guys? Maybe it's just being the dad that you need to be or the husband that you need to be. Just being a dude instead of a dud, I don't know. We never know What's going on? We never really know who's actually looking in on us. But what we do know is it, it matters what they see. Now, that doesn't mean we paint ourselves all up and act all prim and proper because we're I'm a Christian Christian. No, 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 no. What we need to do is we need to say, okay, I'm, I'm broken. I'm jacked up. I need Jesus. And guess what? He has gazed upon me. His eyes are upon me. He has had compassion. He said some things that I really don't like and I didn't want to hear but it's what I needed to hear. And as as we see here, this once hopeless lady, this widow lady, once again had hope. Why? All because some simple words that Jesus said to her. Don't cry. You, get up. Let's pray. Our Father God in heaven, Lord, we, uh, we thank you for being able to come into your house. Uh, God, the, the, the timing and um, just the, the things that are going on in our lives, uh, it, it's a beautiful thing when we can just come together, open your word, jump in, hear what it is you have to say. Even when it's things that we don't want to hear, but it's things that we need to hear. Uh, God, my, my prayer is that um, uh, as we have come together um, as a, a body, as we have come together to, to worship you, even though we, we don't worship you, um, or we're not worshiping you today in, in song, but we, we, uh, we ask that our, our worship um, continues to go forth as we worship you in, in understanding and growing and maturing in you. Um, God, we, we, do, we pray for uh, uh, all of the, the ladies that are traveling and, and our other uh, brothers and sisters that are, that are traveling. Um, that just that, uh, God, that, that you keep them in the center of your will. Uh, wherever we're at, Lord, we, we know that you've got a plan. Um, and, Lord, if we listen to you, if we listen to you, the plan is perfect. God, let us just continue to, to press into you. Uh, God, let us just uh, do what it is that we need to do. Uh, Lord, we pray uh, that uh, we can just focus on you and all that we do, and uh, we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen.